Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody, welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. Thank you, thank you, thank you for everything. Um, oh, my goodness. Has anybody out there seen the new NASA web pictures, the infrared images of the universe. Have you seen this? Have you heard William Shatner talk about this? Who knew? I think about this because I think about the fact that I worked at a company when I was young, very young, didn't even know. And the gentleman down the hall's name was Arno Penzias. Now, if you look him up, Penzias and Wilson, these two guys worked at Bell Labs, Bell Laboratories, where I worked. It's the place where I was inspired that you can be so much more. And where I was in my life is I was not so much more. I could barely read or write. But I was around these people, these scientists, even if I delivered mail to them. I got to experience a sound room. I got to experience so much. I got to open my mind working <laughs> at Bell Labs. And when we open our mind, we ask ourselves different questions. And that's what today's show's about. You know, there are different questions we ask and different questions we ask about the energy of our galaxy, the energy of our planets and the way we translate and transcribe them into our consciousness. But you have to be in awe to think about what we're seeing and what people cannot explain. I love that we cannot explain whether what we're seeing is old, new, or isn't. It's a fascinating world when you think about technology and what we've done. And when you look at the relationships that people are talking about now, you have to wonder. You have to wonder about the relationships of yourself and your life. And you have to wonder about how we get in awe when we look up at the sky, when we look up at the moon. You know, when we think, well, wait a minute, why am I so fascinated by astrology? Why am I so fascinated by the fact that, you know, maybe I have a sun sign that many people don't talk about or do talk about. But when you think about this, we are in relationship. We are in relationship. And that is really part of this today with Lori Reed joining me here today. We're going to talk about fabulous book, Your Lunar Code, The Power of Moon and Sun Signs to enhance your relationships. And here's what I want to say about this, because many of you right now, you're probably going to like, oh, my love. No, I mean, I'm talking about relationships because the reason I wanted to talk about relationships in the universe is we don't even know what we don't know. And that's a lot that happens in our relationships with ourselves, our lives, with the earth, with so many things. But when you think about this and you think about how things play out, have you ever asked yourself a question? What if I had more information? You know, Lori is a top astrologer, one of Britain's top right there, top hand analysis. She has been consulted by people from all over the world. And, you know, today she's joining us, not just an interest in astrology, but a passion in it. 
you know, there's a passion. She, this is something that came to her from like when she could walk and probably talk. I think she probably, her first words were uh, moon and Capricorn or something maybe. But here she is joining us here today. Three years old, imagine this, three years old and she's looking at the world and dad says, look at the stars. Look at the stars to understand the power of the moon. Look at the stars to understand the power of astrology. Look at the stars. We have been looking at the stars since we became people that could look at the stars. Now combine that with a lifetime of research and her books translated into 30 plus languages. And now here we are having a conversation with her to understand a dynamic that many people know about, but can't make sense about. Lori, it's great to have you. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's lovely to meet you. And it's lovely to be able to talk to all your listeners and viewers. And it's it's just an honor. And thank you so much. And we are going to have fun talking yeah. about all of this because it is huge, yeah. Dr. Pat. It is huge. And sometimes almost incomprehensible, you know, when you do look up at the sky, just as you said, you're looking at eons ago you're looking at the most fabulous tapestry that has ever been created and it makes you wonder it makes you think and you you know it makes you feel very small yeah. and very lucky too I love that we do this because you know look here's one of the things I want to say to you I love the story about your dad you know I had a situation in my lifetime where I ended up going from relative to relative and this was in New York and they never really had a place for me to stay. And honestly, if you know anything about New York and growing up in some kind of place in New York, you live amongst the cockroaches. So you just get used to that. They're in Hawaii. You better don't go to Hawaii if you don't like that. But I found my place on the fire escape, you know, fire escape, like they yeah. have those fire yeah. escapes. Yes. And that's where I would go. And they lived on a top floor. And so I got to be out on that fire escape as a young kid. Now, when you're out on the fire escape on a clear day in New York City, that's what you get. And yet the understanding of the dynamics and the way that you have studied this is so profoundly important to make sense of our world today. As a mm. child, it made sense to me to be able to look up and kind of blank out that part. But in the world today, we get in relationships, we, we sit with bosses, we have family members, we don't understand why things are working or why they're not. And I think today you're going to shed some light on that, right? I am, I am. And, and you're saying all the things that really touch my heart about all this business, because there is so much, we, we kind of go blindly through our lives, and we don't realize that there is so much information, that if only we could grasp it and understand it, it would help us to know ourselves, it would help us to improve our, uh, our relationships, it would help us to improve the way that we live our lives, and the way that we interact with nature with the world and with the bigger picture <laughs> and so that's what I've given my life's work to to do because I find it incredibly fascinating and you never stop learning yeah you know I I will tell you I'm a student and I'm a very novice student when it comes to this I'm going to tell you that now 
but my fascination and learning about you know m- m- what where my signs are what they're doing how they're doing it it's always been so very important to me and i found that over time and i didn't really pay any attention to this till i moved to seattle and once i moved to the west coast it was like something wow. changed in me right <laughs> But when we take a look at this, there's so much more that people can learn, Lori, right? Yeah. It's not just going and looking at your daily horoscope. No. That's what we're talking about today, the depth yes. of this. Yes. So let's start from the beginning. Yes. When, let's. You, do, when you do look at your horoscope in a magazine, online, uh, in a newspaper, you're getting a very small picture of what astrology is all about. Now, the horoscopes are based on the movement of the sun. In the Western world, we look at time and and we sort of experience time through through the movements, if we can call it, the movements of the sun. And in, in, in a year, the sun will go through all the 12 signs of the zodiac in those 365, 366 days. It means that the sun basically spends four weeks in each of the signs, okay? So if you're a Leo, we know that that you were born late July into August. So we know that all the people who were born late July into August fit into that particular sign because the sun, if you looked up, you would see that it's going uh, through the um, constellation of Leo. Um, Later on in the year, it'll be going through Aquarius. In spring, it goes through Aries and and, uh, Taurus. So we know in the Western world where, where, at what time you were born, Um, because the sun was there in the sky at that particular position. So when you look, when you read your horoscope in the paper, you're you're reading about very superficially everything that that, that sort of refers to people who were born at that time. The moon sign is different. And before I go on to the moon sign, can I just say that what you do read in the paper is absolutely top level it is very very minute in comparison to what astrology is all about because if you actually had your birth chart done you would be incredibly fascinated by the different levels and there are immense levels we can look at your venus where it is positioned in your in your scope we could look at Mars, which means how you react in a, in an emergency or, you know, how how you come across. Um, we can look at all the planets situated, dotted all over. Now, that makes you different from the next person who was born the day after you, still in the same sign, still a Leo, let's say, or an Aquarian. Mm-hmm. But they're mm-hmm. different because we're looking at all the levels. Yeah. Also, do you know that there are different branches of astrology? not just birth signs, not just the stuff that you read in the paper, but in the ancient tradition, no physician would have gone out to um, to treat a patient without casting the horoscope, without doing what is known as a decumbiture chart. I love those. So the minute you get a headache, or the minute you feel ill, or the minute you want to take to your bed, you do a chart on that time and that will tell you what your illness is 
how long it's going to go, how the, the illness is going to progress. So I'm sure you know all of this, but just to show you that there are so many different levels and branches to astrology. Yeah. Um, there is yeah. also there are also day to day things that you can uh, decide. Oh, um, what should I be doing today? And if the the planets are in the right place, but we'll talk about the moon. That is so much more important. If the planets are in the right place, then you will know that um, it is a good day to do such and such or not a good day to do this, that or the other. Mm -hmm. I, I'll tell you what, I love this. I want to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to dive deep into it. And I'm going to tell you this. I'm just going to, I'm going to throw it out there because I, I read your book. I've got so many questions. This is probably the only break I'm going to take. Because when, when I grew up and I started to learn things, somebody said to me, oh, December 11th, you're a Sagittarius. And then there was a whole lot of Sagittarius stuff. But when I moved to Seattle, my friend said, let's go get an esoteric chart done and a solar return. And what I learned made sense to me because I never quite fit the pure definition that people had for Sagittarius because Sagittarians may not stay at the same job for 25 years. Hello, yep. right? Yep. So when we come back, we're going to talk about this and where the heck was my moon and where were these planets in my chart? Where were they in the houses? How does it explain things? Because you see, growing up with this Sagittarius thing all these years and people looking at me and saying, yeah, you're kind of like that, but why don't you travel more? When we come back, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm going to let my very special guest talk about it. And by the way, the book is fabulous. Everything you want to know is presented so absolutely perfectly easy. This is what I love about this. Those of you out there, you're confused or something. Don't be confused. When we come back, we're going to talk about the book. We're going to talk about the moon and we're going to take your calls. 1-800-930-2819. Benny, let's take a short break. We'll be right back. How do you feel? Just okay? Well, how about you tune in and get ready to be more with The Healing Hour with me, Doc Martin, every third Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. I'm ready for your questions, and I can't wait to help you find the answers. Every month, we'll have a new live call-in show with innovative topics and a powerful hour of healing. To learn more about me, visit DrSharonMartin.com. See you there. I'm going to be here. You won't want to miss it. Do your ADHD tendencies get in the way of you doing what you intend to? Traditional strategies for getting things done may not work for you. You need solutions tailored for your unique brain. In Bonnie Minku's training membership program, Productivity Pathfinder, learn ADHD self-mastery step-by-step at your own pace in a supportive community with live online options each week. Learn more about Productivity Pathfinder at thrivewithadd.com. Do you get stuck in that someday attitude, living the same day over and over again with no action? The Becoming You Show, big ideas that inspire, impact, and influence your life with Leah Rowling is for you. Tune in every Friday at 11 a.m. Central on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This show will have you feeling inspired to take action with purpose and intention. For more information and to get in touch with me, visit www.LeahRowling.com. 
Your own innate brilliance already lives inside of you. Come discover it so you can shine brightly in this world. Join me, your host, Adrian Cobb, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern during Wild Magic on TransformationTalkRadio.com and get answers to who you are and where you belong. To learn more about me and the show, visit MyWildMagic.com. Again, that's MyWildMagic.com. There is divinity within you. Join Lisa Belt on her show, The Unshakable Living Show, supernaturally and divinely unshakable, twice a month, and find that divinity that you deserve. Lisa will help you feel encouraged, empowered, and realize that you're not alone on your journey. With Lisa, address the foundation, the frame, and the finish of your dreams and become truly unshakable. Tune into the Life Strategy Show with your life strategy mentor, Lolita Smith, and say yes to bringing prosperity and success to your future right here and right now. Life is a picture of your mind, and Lolita is here to help you imagine it. Say goodbye to the strings of the past that have been holding you back for far too long. Rise up with Lolita and say yes to the solutions, prosperity, and unlimited possibility. Visit LifeStrategyMentor.com. That's LifeStrategyMentor.com. Oh my gosh. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Look, I, I wish I'm, I don't think I'm going to take any more breaks. I may take a short one later on because I really want you all to hear from Lori, Lori Reed. And by the way, Jacob is putting pictures of the book and, you know, Lori, for, for folks just tuning in, let's tell them what we're talking about. How do they get the book? How do they find out more about you? Well, this is it. This is the book. It's called Your Lunar Code. And it's all in there and it's published by, um, oh, good Lord, how silly of me. Um, it's Watkins. Watkins. Yes. <laughs> of course it is. Course I was going to help. The thing is, we used to have, we, we, I'll tell you why I suddenly thought, you know how you go blank like this. Yeah, I we do. used to have a beer called Watkins. And I just, <laughs> when I saw, when I saw the name there, I thought, wait a minute that's a beer no no I really am sorry <laughs> anyway so it, it costs $14.95 and you can get it I'm hoping close to you so yeah. there it is uh your lunar code and it's not a very big book you can read it quite quickly you'll digest it quite quickly but I hope you will keep it because yeah. you can go back to it refer back to it time and time and time again and it's not just about you it'll tell you all about the people that you want to know about as well yeah I mean look this is so fascinating to me because I was sharing with you and I want to say this for everybody out there. And by the way, if you want to know a little bit more about your moon sign, or I think we've opened up the phone lines, but I'm, you know, also taking people on Facebook for those of you out there that want to find a little bit more than what, like I was told, like I wasn't even told about the moon sign. You know, when you think, oh, I'm a Sagittarius, do you even know what that means? Uh, do you even know the impact of that? But when you put that, and combine that with the moon that is not necessarily in Sagittarius, then what does that mean? How might it change things? And then, by the way, we're not even talking about solar returns. We're not even talking about anything else. 1-800-930-2819. Okay, I, I have to tell you, I love the way you wrote the book because you wrote it for somebody like me. You know, I'm somebody that has to really look at things very visually, but also have to understand relationships. 
can we talk for a minute about how people can get confused in this? I'm a perfect example. You might be too. I don't know what your moon is in. But growing up, when people say, oh, you're a Sagittarian, and then you look at that, and there are some aspect of you that look like that, but you don't have the moon, it confuses people. But when I found out my moon, it made perfect sense to me. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So earlier, I described the sun and why we look at our sun signs. Now, as I said, the sun stays in a particular sign for four weeks a month. But the moon moves through all of those signs in four weeks. So whilst the sun is sitting there in your Leo Aquarius and you Sagittarius, your moon is moving every two and a quarter days, it moves into another sign. So it zips through all 12 signs in that month. So you might have the sun in Gemini, but you might have the moon in Capricorn. Now that's going to be quite an interesting little combination. So <laughs> that's what I'm trying to establish in your lunar code. And in here, you are able to um, look up your moon sign. There are a few little charts. It's an interactive thing, but you can find where your moon was. Now you've told me, let's just use this as an example. You've told me that you're a Sagittarian and guess what, Dr. Pat? So am I. <laughs> so <laughs> we're twins. Now, do you happen to know where your moon is? It's in Capricorn. Yes. And I could tell you How? where it is in Capricorn. It is in Capricorn. Now yeah. that's absolutely interesting because the moon in Capricorn, it, it has a real distinctive um, a part to play with your, well, firstly, about your emotions, about the person that you are inside. Now, with Sagittarius, people, as you've said, have said, why aren't you traveling? Why don't you do this? You, you're very farsighted. But Capricorn homes you in. Capricorn makes you a tidy mind and a tidy um, emotions because the moon is all about your emotions. It's all about your feelings, the inside, the private you, the you that you know, but you don't necessarily show to the outside world. <laughs> so with Capricorn, with the moon in Capricorn, you're quite reserved emotionally. That's what a Capricorn moon gives you. So whilst you might be described as a Sagittarian that's, you know, all over the place and you've got a wide view and a wide range. Actually, um, and you're very social, that's the good thing about Sagittarians, lots of good things about Sagittarians, but they are extremely sociable. They want huge amount of knowledge. But with a Capricorn moon, you're wanting to go deep, deep, deep into that knowledge. You're wanting to really home in to understand it all. You're not just a superficial person, but but you're also reserved. So I think when people meet you, probably you're, you know, if they know that you're Sagittarius, they expect you to be uh, jolly and, and laughing. But in fact, inside, you're quite controlled and calm. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and you're, yeah. you're sussing up the people very, very acutely. 
Yeah. As a matter of fact, it's really interesting you mentioned that. I also score very, very high on the introvert scale. I score so high on the introvert scale that Meyer, the Myers-Briggs people had me take it three times. They said oh. they never seen a score in that range. And yet you're right about this because, you know, if you see me in public and I'm at an event and even if I speak at an event and then I sit at a table, people want to know what's wrong with me. They want to know, are you okay? Because I'm quiet. Mm -hmm. I'm enjoying being quiet. Yep. I can sit there and not say five words, right? Yep. But this is really what's important about this because the other side of this is if this is who we, if this is how we show up, right? What happens when we're with people? So my friend would say to me, wow, Sagittarius Leo, right? That's a good, and I yes. have a friend that's a Leo and I'm like, oh my gosh. I need to take a nap, right? Because yes. even though <laughs> it's true, it's like, I, I know what you're saying. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> yes, everything on the chart says, oh, Sagittarius and Leo. And I'm like, never, it was it's never, I, I, I would, I can't even imagine myself, right? Because I can't keep up with the Leo. Yeah. I just can't keep up with my friend. But there's a deeper meaning to this in your book too. Because if we can understand the nature of something, and we can understand the nature of ourselves. So now when I'm out in public, I know not to sit at a table and not say anything. I know that if I sit at a table and it's a networking meeting, that part of that Sagittarius really needs to show up, mm. even if I need to work at it. <laughs> well, well, look, if you and I sat at a table, we'd just be getting on like a house on fire yeah. because I'm a Sagittarian. But guess what? My moon is in Taurus. That's another Earth sign. Your Capricorn is in an Earth sign. So yeah. very logical, very feet on the ground. But so is the moon in Taurus. And the other one that you would get on with is somebody with the moon in Virgo, because that, that they're the, you know, they, it's my best friend would all have this Earth that 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 sort of pins you down and that gives you that ability to see quality rather than quantity and that's the important thing about your moon sign is that you don't chase after a hundred things <laughs> you want perfection in one or two things and that makes you happy so logical practical um it, it's it's a good combination it's a good combination you can use the two and the good thing about knowing your moon sign is that as you said your friends are saying oh you should get together with a leo but they give you a <laughs> headache because my goodness don't they need a lot of attention um uh, which of course leo is fire so that would go with your sagittarius but inside inside you're this this cooler, calmer person. So even if you were to meet, say, a, a Virgo, although Sagittarius and Virgos don't score highly, yet your moons yeah. would. And therefore, you would emotionally be attuned to each other that way. Yeah, we're going to go to the phones. But I want to tell you this, my best friend, who is also the producer that scheduled this interview is Linda. We've been friends since 1972. I believe she's a triple Virgo when you look at her. And, and like me, I have three signs in Sagittarius and three three planet three planets in Sag planets, and three yes. three planets in Sag and three in Capricorn. Hmm. And she's 
friends since 1972. Can you imagine having a friend that long? And she has yep. seen the best, the worst, and everything in me. And of course, she really runs the whole producer arena when it comes to guests and putting our host together. You have to have somebody that is that grounded and that whatever you describe it. Absolutely. But when we understand a little bit more about this, there'll be some days you'll look at somebody and you'll say, wow, that is so much detail, but it's important to her. Yes. So I really don't need to, to zone out. I really need to adjust for the minute, right? Yes. Because a Sagittarius that dismisses a Virgo, mm. that is not such a good thing to do. Mm. Right. Well, um, no, Virgos are, are so you you could call them nitpicking, but really <laughs> they have the most amazing ability to spot that little tiny piece of puzzle that is missing that other people don't. They're great at, at data collecting. They're great at um, analysis. That's where they should be. So your producer is in absolutely the right the right place she won't let a mistake go by no don't doesn't happen doesn't happen because she's already anticipated it yeah absolutely and you know and and understands when to follow up on things I mean I think about the the two women that that really make decisions in here and that is Linda and Jessica and 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 me and I think about the three of us. I don't know where Jessica's moon is, but when you take a Sagittarius and a Virgo and Libra, it gets very interesting here. And I want to tell all of you out there, we're getting ready to get it interesting for you. 1-800-930-2819. Mr. Benny, who do we have? Uh, Laura calling in from Oakville, Ontario. Hi, Laura. Hi, Laura. Hi. Oh. Hi, hey. I just happened Hello. upon another Dr. Pat show. <laughs> <laughs> Great to have you. How can we help you? Do you know what your Thank moon you. is? I know exactly. One of my first loves was astrology, but I never really dug in to really learn it. But um, <clears throat> yeah, my moon is in Pisces, and I know what house it's in and which direction it goes. <laughs> okay, can you tell us which house is it in? It's in house 10, and it goes yep. direct. Okay, so your moon is in Pisces and in house 10. Now, just to explain to the other yes. viewers and listeners, um, the if you think about the uh, uh, your star chart, which is like a, a, a clock face with 12 segments, each of the segments and there are 12 of them, are known as houses. And the, each, each house um, represents a particular aspect of your life. Now, your house, your, your Pisces, your moon, is in the 10th house. The 10th house is all about your career. It's also about your parents. Um, and it's about oh. really how you are in the outside world. Now, with a Piscean moon, I would think you would absolutely excel in these sorts of areas in your career. Either you could be in, um, in something like therapy, conventional and, and alternative. 
you could be in uh you could be a singer you if you have a good voice that that could show that you know you could make a a, a good career um in, in as a performer you could be a superstar actually because there's something quite magical about pisces um and pisces is such a delicate tender beautiful sign um, but it's very sensitive. So you often find psychologists, psychiatrists are, uh, are, have the moon in, in Pisces. As I said, in the media as well, you could be uh, a fabulous actress. Um, the thing to do with that particular moon in that particular house is to not get waylaid, not to let things just overcome you but to decide on a course of action and hang in there until you make it a success. Mm -hmm. That's so funny because when I was little, I, um, <clears throat> I had a short stint of a modeling acting career and I had to miss a lot of school for auditions and I struggled in school and I was falling behind, whatever. So, and then I got a bad perm and that ended my career. <laughs> but, oh. I had like a dream of like um, like acting and stuff, so it's kind of funny. Um, but I also study energy work, and for the last sixteen, seventeen years, and and I work with special needs kids too. So, yeah. and I'm sure that gives you a huge amount of fulfillment. But you see, you could do all of those things that I've described, mm -hmm. um, and and I think if you stick at it you can make a success of which one you choose. Yeah. I, I love this oh, I love because it. what we're also talking about is, you know, especially in the field of energy and energy work, you know, we're looking for new ways to really present mm -hmm. this to the world. And, you know, if you take really what Rory has just said and you think about how do you take these 16, 17 years of what you've studied and now take those early years <laughs> of your life, right? and how you were out in the public and you see what the energies are like when you bring those together, you know, that's what I think is so fascinating about this is just because oh, it's so cool. Yeah. Right. Just because it took. So for me, you know, people talk about where my chart is and the ability and the need to study and learn. But if you look at my life, the first half of my life was work, 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 work. And I didn't go back to school mm -hmm. until I was forced to go back to school in my corporate career. And it took me 13 years to get an undergraduate degree. But once I turned 40, I was like, my life didn't look good to me. And off I went. And so it doesn't mean no, that we yeah, have to give 40 things is up. the magical number. It really yeah. is because um, I wanted <laughs> also when I when I in my um, I was like my mom had me in ballet and modeling and you know and I was supposed to be like this like and if I you know and be a really good secretary or something and I just wasn't cutting that cloth and then I got angry and bolted against the world and then <clears throat> I moved out young and then all of a sudden I started playing in punk bands and then. <laughs> I was in rock bands for the whole decade of the 90s, and it was a DIY, make your own album. We were, you know, and then I was like, oh, shit, I don't think I'm going to be a rock star. So then I went to college, <laughs> and I started working with kids, and then all of a sudden at 40, I became a single mom. 
and I became an educational assistant, and yeah. then I just started, and I went in tune with my, um, the spiritual side of me that I kind of didn't look at for, you know, yeah. ignored it. Yeah, so what I, what I want to leave you with here is this, that I don't ever recall giving up my dream. I, I don't recall. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't have the language for it, by the way. I mean, I'm talking to you like now like I knew what I was talking about when I was in my twenties. <laughs> I didn't. You know, I looked at Linda and I said, I'm gonna get a PhD. That was 22. I could barely read and write. Wow. Linda looked at me and said, Yes, you will. Now I didn't get a PhD. I barely could read and write. I barely graduated high school. So what I want to leave you with, and Laura, and I think you'll 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 agree to this, is where we are today in our lives doesn't have to dictate where we want to be. Lori. Oh, so true. Right. I take so that we all wanna, in. Thank you, Dr. Pat. Yeah. So yeah, get a copy of Lori's book and uh, look, I'm just curious. Make sure you check in with this because I want to see where you go now. Yeah. <laughs> okay, definitely. Well, I have to on the show twice now, right? I just was like <laughs> yeah. randomly stick at it and you'll make it live. Stick at it. That's what I like. <laughs> stick at it. That's the Thank thing. You, you got to stick at I it. I feel really All good right. about it. Thank, Thank you, you so much. That's Thank so you inspiring. so much. Thank you. All right, you bet. Wow, I love this. Uh, for those of you out there, one 2819 Show everybody the book again. And again, let's make sure people know how to get a copy of the book. Um, for those of you out there, I just want to make sure you know, Lori, how do we get a, get a hold of you? What's your website? Uh, well, it's Lori Reed, L-O-R-I-R-E-I-D. Um, at, uh, it's laurireed.co.uk, right? That's it. That's okay. it. You see, okay. it's all gone. It's all gone. I'm thinking <laughs> I'm focusing so much on this. I'm not thinking of those details at all. Yes, it is. And um, please, and, yeah, by all means, right. Yeah. I just want to tell everybody when you go there, you're going to see some other really fascinating books because I mentioned, you know, this. L- Lori does more than this. And when you go there, you're going to see The Art of Hand Reading, so many other books, right? Yeah. Uh, there's also co- something called Moon Blessings Pack. But the bottom line to all of this is there's a lot of information about Lori, what she does, what she's about. But most importantly, let's make sure you get a copy of this book. And for those of you out there, it's Your Lunar Code. That's the book, The Power of the Moon and the Sun Signs to Enhance Your Relationships, Work, and Life. Um, and I'm telling you that in the real life, Lori, this is really, this is it though. This is why people, you know, have an understanding of this. I mean, I want to ask you because the book goes on to talk about, and it, it talks about, of course, the moon signs, but it talks about the moon and it talks about them in relationship to friends and parents in the workplace. You just don't throw it out there and say, hello, you've got a Virgo moon. But you talk about different aspects of yes. your moon, right? Yes. And can you talk about the dynamic nature of the interaction between, you know, the moon sign, the sun sign, and maybe even where it is in the charts? But you really break it down. I found this so fascinating when I looked at this. Yes. Yes. Um, I do break it down in this book and I try to make it as easy as possible, just sort of opening a page to um, I've got Gemini here and I talk about your, you know, what, what you are like if you have the moon in Gemini, for example, but then describe 
how that that affects your friendships and how that affects you as a parent or uh, what sort of a parent you would be if you if you have this particular moon sign and how you react in the workplace and we've just spoken to your caller about her work and and this would uh, certainly give you information um and particularly in love because it's all about your emotions it's all about the hidden you and it's interesting too um although i don't talk about your sort of gifts uh in terms of presents and things that i might like to buy you mm -hmm. but you see uh, that that is something quite quite fascinating because if if i know that you're a sagittarian i might want to buy you an atlas let's say because they <laughs> are the globe trot trotters or i might want to buy you i might want to buy you as a lovely present um a, a book on philosophy but actually, what you really, really would like, being a Capricorn, Moon Capricorn, is a beautiful pair of shoes. Oh, you're not oh. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you're, this is so funny you mentioned that. I play a sport and I just bought myself new shoes. There They're orange. They're orange. They're orange <laughs> table tennis. They're bright orange. And I wore them the other day. And I don't think anything about it, but it's like the, the people I play with are like, you got to be kidding. We're not going to be able to keep our eye on the ball. Are you seriously <laughs> with those shoes? And I'm like, hello, there's no requirements here. We we have to wear dark shirts, but nobody says anything about the shoes. And I have an orange car. Um, but what I love about this is when I read this, I, I looked at the people that are close to me in my life. Yes. And um, and Linda, especially. And, and I read the part about the moon in Virgo, and I read about what that's like. And there's this, it's hard to explain from a, a life path, but there's a soul path too. But when you look at it from the context of your book and the moon, there's so many things that make sense. You know, I think I read that once once somebody with a Virgo moon befriends you, it may be a little difficult. They may seem a little cold yeah, or may they, seem distant. Yeah, they, but they once that, that happens, right? And I was just fascinated by it. So the way you've laid this out in your book, it's not just informative, but it gives us a different dimension of the people in our lives. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm pretty sure you meant to help us with that, right? I do hope so. I do hope so, because with all my books, it, it, whatever subject area I write about, mainly astrology, but also uh, with hands, as you mentioned earlier, uh, it's all about learning more. It's about learning about yourself. So the more that you can study your moon sign, the more you become aware, aware of how other people function and how you function when you're with certain people and, and, and you get to understand more about their um, what their needs are, you know, it's, for example, knowing you and looking at you, you have the career that you do, it's, uh, it's in media, and, and people would think that, you know, you're out partying every night, but you wouldn't <laughs> be, you wouldn't be with the moon in Capricorn, you see, you wouldn't. And so 
you get to know this and you get to know this about your partner, about your best friend, about the people that you work with. And it helps those relationships. It helps to smooth through your interactions with other people. So you're learning more about yourself. You're learning more about other people. You're learning more about the dynamics. And if you want to even know more, then there is the interactive part with the the sun at the back and i even talk about how you can apply this knowledge to your future and how you can make it work yeah so it's a lot in there. and you know you're so right about it but it also it really teaches us a lot about our own nature you know um I, you're right about me. I am not going to go party. My friends mm. are like, when are you going to come dancing? And I'm like, mm. uh, I love to dance, but uh, I don't think so. Um, and yet you're right. Understanding this is important. Like mm. I know when Linda comes, I know when she spends time, she will be very introspective. She can sit with the, what is that game? Sudoku? What is that game? Yes. Okay. And so for me, I think my Sagittarius comes out because she's tried to get me to play. I'm good for about 30 seconds of that mm. game. Mm. And that's it. Like, I'm good for about like, like, okay, I'm done. But yet we could sit down and we could play any other board games and things together. And I think understanding this about people yes. and understanding about others yes. um, is important. You know, yes. Jessica will joke, Jessica jokes and Linda jokes about me mm. and I will show up as a Sagittarius. And isn't it important to know this about you? Because I'll come in after a weekend and if I walk in the room and they're on the phone and I say, oh my gosh, I got a great idea. They hold their breath. Mm. They hold their breath because that's the flip side of it, isn't it? Yeah. You yeah. know, I may have a Taurus moon. But the flip side is, I'm not short of ideas. Yes. And isn't yes. part of learning what you have in the book to mm. learn how to work mm. with the dynamic, right? Yes. And also to learn to, to if, if you know all of this, you can guide your children so much more because, you know, as, as a parent, oh. you can steer them in the right direction. I mean, they, they might be, uh, they might show that they're, uh, terribly, um, let's say, academic, you know, um, and, and, and try and you'd think, okay, we'd better, you know, sort of get them into maths. But in fact, if they have a, a, a different moon sign, they might be happier being an artist <laughs> or being a musician because maths and music go together. So, you know, they may show on the surface that they are mathematical geniuses, but actually where they get their greater sense of fulfillment, greater uh, a spiritual and, and emotional satisfaction is in playing a musical instrument. So once you know this about your child, whether they could be the best cook in the world, uh, they could be the best bricklayer in the world, they could be the, the they they could be the astronaut of the future. You can help to guide them mm -hmm. into uh, developing all these internal things that they don't show to begin with. Yeah. I mean, I could talk to you forever. I love the way you've laid out this book and I love the way you help us understand, um, again, so much more about ourselves, because I think in the end, 
you know, my understanding of what we're talking about today has helped me enormously, right? I mean, there it's there's 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 more depth than what you and I are talking about today. We touched upon the houses, right? You know, where my moon is is important. Yes. Right. My moon is like up there. Yes. Right. Uh, it's that's the ninth house, I think. Nine, tenth, yeah, ninth. My son is in the eighth house, and so not understanding that fully. Um, and like you asked our caller, what house was it in? This is mm. an opportunity for people to really have some fun and explore more, isn't it? Mm. I Absolutely. mean, that's what I love about your book is sharing it with somebody and just sitting around. I'm going to talk to Linda and Jessica about it. I want to say like, hey, let's take a look at the way this is described. How do you feel about that? Mm. But I love that we're talking about it because we look so to the stars, don't we? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you get mesmerized look, looking at the stars. It's just the most beautiful thing. Beauty. There is beauty up there. And as you started by saying, you know, the pictures that we've now got from outer space. Oh, yeah. my goodness. They oh. blow your mind, don't they? Blow your mind. But I just I just go outside and I look at the moon and oh, we've had a spectacular moon, a spectacular full moon. And you just look at it and, and it's so dreamy. It's so dreamy. By the way, you know what we haven't spoke, spoken about? The, the phases of the moon, there are eight yes. phases, yeah. but basically we can break it down to two fortnights. There's the growing moon from the new moon to the full moon, and then the lowering moon from the full moon when it goes back to darkness, to, to the new moon. And because the energies are growing in the first fortnight, there are so many um, activities that you can do easier because you're working with the trends, you're working with the times. So for example, if you are thinking of starting a new project, start it on the day after the new moon and you'll get the energy rising. And yep. then at the full moon, you kind of blossom. But if you want to go on a diet, start it at the time after the full moon, because that's when the lowering and the shedding um, uh, fortnight begins. And, you know, if you wanted, for example, to uh, bottle uh, fruit or, or produce from the garden, always do it in the last week of the lowering moon, because that will minimize uh, your produce getting mold because everything is lowering, you see, at that time. And there's so much more. If A, a lot of farmers will work according to the phases of the moon. Um, a lot of people who grow uh, wine, who, you know, who grow vines, they will know when to pick and when to bottle. Because if you bottle it at the right time, for, exa for example, when the moon is in Scorpio, you're likely to put in fizz into the bottle and the bottles won't explode. So you will know, and, and, and a lot of them, particularly in Europe, they do, um, you know, the, the, um, uh, the, 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 the wine houses, they know exactly um, how to work with the trends, with mm. the lunar movements to enhance their yeah. produce. Yeah, we, we didn't even talk about working with the wheel of time. I mean, this is this is why I'm saying to people that when you take a look at the book and when you look at what Laurie has done, there's so much depth and, and that's what's important. And yet the way you've presented it 
is that a novice could take a look at this and have an understanding. And that's what's beautiful about you, not just this, but your other books as well, Lori, is you really understand who we are sitting over here and receiving the message, right? Uh, I can't tell you how many astrology courses I've taken where it just doesn't click. My brain just mm. doesn't get it all. But I learned that I have to really receive it in the way you're presenting it categorically and then i'll put it together myself thank mm. you so much for today again um let's show let's show the book let's let everybody know about it and i just want to tell everybody everything we've talked about is in here and then some i i think it's great to sit down with somebody and really look at it together it's really a fun thing and i love what Lori said you know don't exclude your children from this you know, don't exclude your children or don't exclude your bosses, how you're working with your boss. I don't know if your boss will tell you where his moon, his or her moon is, but this is the kind of thing that will help you. Lori, thank you so much for today. Um, I want to make sure that people have your website. So I'm going to tell them it's Lori, L-O-R-I. It's Lori Reed, R-E-I-D dot C-O dot U-K. Yeah. One last question, Lori. I'd love to know your personal message and what you'd like to leave us with today. And thank you for joining us. Understand yourself, understand the people that you interact with and be yourself. Find out what your moon sign is and live it. Be it. Don't be afraid. And always, always see the good in you and, and give that good out to other people. And the more that you 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 spread the love and the more that yeah. you open your arms to other people the more you will get it back i'm a hugger <laughs> and you know just the the, the the awful thing about covid <laughs> is that i couldn't hug people i can't oh, yeah. my arms out from hugging people and that's how i feel take people to your heart understand about yourself follow your moon sign and stick with it yeah fascinating to know you're a hugger and you're right about COVID it really has for for those of us that do really like to hug and touch it really did present an awkwardness a real new learning counterintuitive counter emotional for a lot of us and I think we don't talk about that enough we don't talk about how COVID has affected you know globally people and we don't talk about it in terms of astrology at all Lori, thank you so much for this. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Lori, read everybody. Again, I love the book. I, I, I got to get my hands on that wheel of time. We're going to take a short break, everybody. We'll be right back. <laughs> 